All right. Uh, I have to say good night to my kid. Do it. Good night, my kid. Enjoy this while you can just be like, put it to bed, and it's just like daylight out, like the sun is high in the sky. <laughs> to bed with you. Tuesday, Tuesday podcast episode 423. I'm Sam Ginsberg, and here is the crusty old dean of podcasting, <laughs> Tyler Dryblade. Robot House! Hey, everybody. We're all on double secret probation here, uh, and we're going to be talking about Blue Moon and some uh, milk pours and a really, really old beverage that might just be called beer. And um, here pledging with us today, is that how it goes? Rushing, pledging? I don't know. It's Zach. This metaphor is done. Hey, Zach, how's it going? So do I or do I not need to drink anything via my butt? Legally speaking, we can't say you have to. We can only say you're strongly encouraged. (laughs) Right, yeah. Ah, I gotcha, gotcha. Um, other than that, I'm doing great. Feeling a little woozy, uh, <laughs> but other than that, I'm doing good. What do you have to drink with us this evening? Who, me? I've got Immortal Soul by Eagle Park Brewing Company. It's an Imperial West Coast style IPA. Um, it's 8.2%. And, uh, yeah. Is that just a, a 16 ounce can? It looks real skinny to me, but it might just be like forced perspective or something. I believe it's a full pint. I think oh. it's Zach's colossal hands that are causing you confusion. That could be it. It's my Michael Jordan esque called. <laughs> um, yeah, it poured out. It has a little a bunch of little fine teeny tiny bubbles uh, at the head. It is almost like a light orangish brown. Um, in color, smells maybe a little hoppy, pretty mild smelling, maybe a little, little floral. I don't know. That's just nice. Just like super clean, not overly grassy, but like a little bit of like, I don't know, it's almost like grapefruit peels is kind of what it reminds me of. Hmm. Uh, like a little bitter, a little fruity. That's nice. That's very pleasant. It's not super hoppy? No, it's... I assume whenever there's any sort of qualifier on IPA, uh, it means it's less like an IPA. Uh, <laughs> so I was like, Imperial Alt and West Coast IPA. Let's see what that's like. And apparently it's a lot like a Juicy uh, or every other IPA variant. But uh, okay. I'm happy with what it is. And at 8.2%, uh, that'll really help me uh, take the edge off of my uh, not getting into Jehovah's Witness heaven life. Sam, I, were you going to say something there? It looked like you were gearing up. You took a breath in. What? No, you're good, buddy. All right. Well, I was going to say, I find double IPAs, at least I don't drink them too much anymore. But when I was, I was like, okay, yes, these are IPAs that are bumped up. But when you add like Hazy or, or West Coast or Alt, I definitely agree with you there. Like things start getting funkier for sure. Uh, I have Cigar City Brewing's Good Gourd Imperial Pumpkin Ale. It's 8.8%. Uh, it pours out, um, it looks like apple cider, and it has no head. What do you guys think about 
pumpkin beer being around here where we find ourselves in the first full week of September. I don't care for it. Uh, yeah, I'm not a huge fan. Um, although it's better than Christmas before Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I am a very firm, like, hold on, like, dig my nails in, hold on to summer type person. So I went to the grocery store, like, two weeks ago, and they were full on, like, jack-o'-lanterns out. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, it's August. It's August. It's not even close to fall right now. August is the most summer of the summer months. That's true. Like, the dog days of summer, they call it. Like, technically, those had just ended, but it was still very summery. Beer smells pumpkiny and alcoholic. I can smell booze in there. Three Sex made me go to Starbucks to get her PSL earlier. Uh-huh. It's like, come Good on. Good for man. her, live your life. Good for her. This doesn't taste that pumpkiny. This tastes like almost like a, like I get more of the spice than the pumpkin. It tastes almost like a gingerbread man. Like somebody mm-hmm. ground, blended up a gingerbread man and I'm drinking it. Um, there's definitely much more alcohol in the nose than in the taste, but I can get it a little bit at the back. Um, it's not unpleasant. It's also not totally what I was expecting. Does it come across as racist to anyone else that he referred to the gingerbread man as an it instead of saying him? I don't know that it's racist. Um, against, <laughs> but against our gingerbreaded siblings. It's uh, I wouldn't know if anyone's gingerbreaded. I don't see breading, but I uh, do think it's Grinchy for him to say that. It's a bit Grinchy, yeah. That's He's fine. always saying gingerbread more like inbred, and I'm like, whoa, 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 back it yeah, up. That's true. Every time they're like, would you like to, you know, buy a gingerbread man for 50 cents to support the Red Cross? I'm like, get out of here, cousin fucker. <laughs> yeah, no, like, you were like, buy him. I would love to own a gingerbread man, but then you found out it was for charity, and you, you immediately dipped out. <laughs> that's, that's absolutely right. My catchphrase, I hate charity and also cousin fuckers, I guess. I don't know. Sam, what are you drinking? Uh, I have Untitled Arts Double Chocolate Fudgy Brownie Stout. And with a name like that. Now that sounds racist. (laughs) With a name like that, if this isn't chocolatey, I'm going to be fucking livid. Um, It's 11.7% ABV. Oh, wow. (laughs) Okay. Damn. It smells super chocolatey to the point, like, no, this smells fudgy specifically. And I don't know enough about fudge to know what element of fudge makes it smell different from just chocolate. But this smells like fudge. I hear there's a great place around just around around the the corner. corner. I know, I know, I know. (laughs) I saw your eyes light up and I was like, I know what joke is coming next. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. That is... That is really chocolatey and um, a bit boozy, but not that boozy. We've we've talked before about how I think there should be high higher ABV uh, hot pepper beers all the time. Yeah, because uh, spice is so great at covering this. This is so fudgy that it is covering <laughs> the flavor of the booze. Like, I guess really it would work with any strong flavor, but I didn't know you could do it with fudge. Um this beer is an unqualified success. Oh. I felt confident that it was going to taste fudgy from all the other Untitled Art stuff I've had. Is They had, was it like an almond beer or something we had at one of your beer Olympics? But it was like cloyingly flavored, like what it said it was going to be. And it just was a flavor I didn't happen to like. Um, but like they've always been true, in my experience, to like what's on the can. If they say it's going to taste like freaking 
you know, like mango, it's going to taste like mango. If it's going to taste like almonds, it's going to taste like almonds. But like, so I'm glad they have continued to keep that bar high. Yeah, I've, I've gotten more and more into Untitled Art over the last year or two. And that's a big reason why. Well, that was an unqualified success. Let's go to what might be a qualified success. I don't know. We'll see. From Thrillist.com, Blue Moon just released its first ever nationally released pale ale. Wow. So Blue Moon, uh, known for being the crafty beer that takes up retail shelf space from actual craft beer, is coming out with their Moon Haze, Hazy Juicy Pale Ale. They've had like regional uh, specials on and off, uh, but this is the first one that's nationwide, I guess. It's 5.7%, and it has, quote, a juicy orange tropical coconut taste. So my guess is it probably tastes a little bit like sunscreen. I have a couple concerns. The first is that, to me, in the context of a pale ale, Hazy, hazy and juicy are synonyms. Why did you say both? Yep, 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 yep. I also think it's weird for those to be in a standard pale ale as opposed to an IPA. My guess is they're worried that an IPA will would be That's too gonna scare people off. It's to too s- aggressive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's it's just odd though because I th- I think that uh, hazy and juiciness. Kind of like Zach was saying earlier, it muddles the essential IPA qualities. So, like, if this is going to be more mellow than a pale ale, you might as well just keep making wheat beers. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah, I guess a, a hazy, you know, mild thing is just a wheat beer. Like, they just sort of made Blue Moon again, but they added coconut to it. <laughs> Which is disgusting, which is the worst flavor, I think, on the planet. I think it's one of the worst tasting things. Yeah. And I don't know what it is, but it's, I can taste it wherever it is. Like, if you put, if you cook something in coconut oil, I can taste the coconut on it. I'm like, what the fuck? And they're like, it's healthy. I'm like, it's fucking disgusting. I'm like throwing this lasagna on the floor. Not healthy for you, slap. (laughs) Coconut is a flavor I've, like, forced myself to come around on. And, like, I still can't get down with the texture, like, shaved coconut. But mm-hmm. but if there's, like, coconut milk in a curry or something, yeah, I, yeah. I can get into that. And I, it's, like, been out of necessity that I've, like, made myself be okay with mushrooms and made myself be okay with coconut. Because they're so often surrounded by things I enjoy. <laughs> That's true. Your next olives. I'm going to make myself like you olives, you sons of bitches. <laughs> You just got to be drinking and start eating olives after you're, like, pretty well drunk. Because then they're, like, salty grapes. It's like, what if a grape I, was super oh, salty? God. And you're like, yeah, I, I kind of want that. I probably mentioned this 300 episodes ago, but according to Becca's sister's friend, butts taste like salty olives. How can an olive be even saltier? Also, I feel like butts probably taste like shit, is my guess. I wouldn't know. I mean, I feel like it just would make sense, based on the smell alone. Then why, uh, then why are so many people out here eating butts? I think people are just horny. I think people are just real horny. <laughs> of everyone who's ever been on this show, who do you think it's the most likely that they've eaten ass? Zach. Uh, Jed. <laughs> yeah, it might be Jed. <laughs> <laughs> 
I feel like Mike Boris might eat ass. I feel like he might surprise you. Every now and then you ask him a question. He's like, yeah, yeah, I've done that. And you're like, huh? And he's like, yeah, yeah, kill the drifter. Kill the drifter. Yeah, That's like crazy. when he just had a jar of weed for the 420 <laughs> episode out of nowhere. I was not expecting that. Oh, yeah, his uh, his neighbors gave it to him. <laughs> I asked him I if like, he'd ever done heroin before, and he said, yeah, but I didn't inhale. And I was like, dog, I don't think that was heroin at all. <laughs> <laughs> I don't he know what they gave him a jar of, but he kept falling asleep on the 420 episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't think I'll get this beer. Uh, you know, I mean, if we're talking about, like, mass-produced stuff, Blue Moon is pretty inoffensive. Like, if I'm at a restaurant and, like, their highest quality, you know, import is, like, a Blue Moon, fine, I'll drink it. That's not a problem. But I don't think I would, like, go out of my way to try this. I liked hazy beers for, like, two and a half seconds three years ago. Uh, And I I don't want this one from them. Can we talk uh, for a second about the nomenclature you just used? Because it makes me so mad. And it's it's not your fault. This happens all the time. Uh, People saying import to mean like more expensive or higher yeah. quality yeah. or craft. Uh-huh. But like I've seen on a menu like listed under domestics like Heineken, which yeah. is oh, yeah. imported beer. Yes. And then listed under imports, mm-hmm. you know, something like Blue Moon, which is just like, no, that's what you're saying is it's more expensive and right. ostensibly better. It, but import and domestic means where it's from. Oh, Sam, I agree with you. It makes me mad, too. But I'm going to use the common man's tongue. You know, I've always been like a vulgaris over a Latin guy. I just want to be accessible to the people. And I wish to be the change that I see in the world. See, I that's why I end sentences and prepositions. So (laughs) because I think Latin grammar shouldn't apply to English grammar like to be. (laughs) (laughs) Either of those prepositions, you guys would suck. (laughs) Um. I, I like Blue Moon because it uh, if you own a bar, you can charge it as, like, food sales on your taxes because you serve it with an orange. So I think that's great. Um, and I really, also think – Is that really a legal thing? It's not legal. It's possible. Um, could I – so could you do that with, like, a Wisconsin martini or whatever the thing with all the fucking garnish on it? Uh, with a, like, So we have Bloody, Bloody Marys here like that. Oh, well, whatever. And, yeah. Um, so, for, I mean, I think if you have putting a full cheeseburger on a Bloody Mary, <laughs> definitely you could. Um, my favorite bar downtown got closed down for tax fraud uh, <laughs> <laughs> for serving any any drink that had like a fruit, like a not even fruit, like a lime fucking garnish yeah. on it. Yeah. They were counting as as food sales on uh, to like be a restaurant instead of a bar. Um, and it was, so I guess, I think it was liquor license fraud, not, uh, tax fraud, Whoopsie. but it was fucking hilarious. And then they got shut down and I was like, why? And someone was like this. I was like, oh, they were just, <laughs> they were just committing a crime. Okay. Yeah. What? No, I get this? it. This was Tiki Shack. Oh, Tiki Shack yeah. sucked. I, I thought Blatt's had always been your favorite bar. No. Well, here's the deal. I think Tiki Shack was great because you could get a vodka lemonade for like two seventy five. There were no electrical lights that were not signs for something or neon in there. So you walked in and it was just like the perfect amount of lit for like what shenanigans you were trying to get up to. And uh, yeah, it was beautiful. It was a beautiful place. And I I think about it sometimes and I get sad. So Uh, now, Zach, I know you're not a lawyer or like 
liquor board member, but I'm going to ask you anyway, because you started this story. Mm-hmm. So if they like, do you have to have a certain amount of sales in food or can you just like have a menu that nobody buys from? Like, could they have offered like yeah. grilled cheese and never sold it? That's a great question. So uh, as I understand it, like it's like an X percentage of your mm. income has mm. to be from food sales. I yeah, want to say yeah. it's like 50% to be a restaurant. Right. right. Um, so I forget what that percentage is, but they had been classified as a restaurant and it turned out they were just counting all of their like vodka lemonades. Yeah. And a little lemon wedge on them as food sales. Cause I was like, this place is a fucking restaurant. And I look around and no <laughs> one's eating anything. And people are just chucking vodka as they, fast like, as they can. Serve every drink with like a bowl of peanuts or something and get around or get around it that way. Uh, apparently not. <laughs> apparently not. I think if you were going to do that, you would have to have it on your menu as bowl of peanuts Right. For three and a half dollars, and every Plus bowl of three. peanuts comes with no, a cocktail. Well, well, yeah, garnished with a cocktail. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's fine. That's fine. Whatever. Yeah, they had to like. I guess the people who owned it owned a couple restaurants in the Tiki Shack, and then they uh, had to like. The city was like, you have to choose. Like, we're we'll either going. You need to give up your liquor license in one of these establishments, and they kept their restaurants and stuff open, which was a huge mistake. I've never been to their fucking shitty restaurants, but their bar was. <laughs> Very fun. And the only tiki bar in town. So. R.I.P. So there's a there's an opening. There's a void that needs to be filled. Um, But also a good thing about Blue Moon is if you're in college and hungry, they have to give you an orange. So you can (laughs) bite off scurvy for another day. Yeah. Wasn't that like the last recorded case of scurvy? Like some guy just eating like a shelf of oatmeal? I fucking believe it. I believe that there are college students constantly who are getting like weird sailors diseases yeah. because it's <laughs> fucking Cheez-Its and, and beer all day. Um, I used to make my freshman year roommate, Pablo, um, <clears throat> whose life I saved. And I feel like I owe everyone an apology for that. Yeah, <laughs> I feel that way about Greg Coppola. Remember when we stopped him from drowning on his oh, own? Oh, saving Private Greg. That well. was such a mistake of us to save him. <laughs> it sure was. Should have let him die. Um. Yeah, Pablo, Pablo. I, mean, I would make him drink screwdrivers when we were pre-gaming because I was legitimately concerned that he was going to get Because <laughs> he would eat nothing but Cheez-Its and Easy Mac for, like, literally, like, two weeks at a time. That's all I would see him eat. And I was like, dude, go to the dining hall and just fucking rub a lime in your eyes. Like, <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? When was the last time you drank straight mixer? He was like, what is this? I was like, drink this. He's like, what is this, fucking orange juice? I was like, there's vodka in it. Shut up. <laughs> and sometimes there wasn't. Just feeding him Bloody Marys to, like, keep your blood sugar up. Gotta <laughs> keep your salts up, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, uh, though, I I kept a, a terrible diet all through college. And I'm, try, I'm just trying to think of where my sources of vitamin C would have been. Well, so it's like the Inuit. You know, they get, like, a lot of their vitamins from eating, like, m- meats from animals that naturally store vitamins. Uh, so okay. you were probably getting it from, like, whack-ass sources, but it was still there in enough quantities that you didn't lose all of your teeth or whatever. Yeah, it's true. Potatoes actually have a shockingly um, high vitamin content. Yeah. Like if you just eat dairy as well as potatoes, you actually can get all of your vital nutrients if the quantities are high enough. Well... I fucking love potatoes and dairy. Yeah, poutine, the ultimate fries. food. Dude, poutine is kind of the ultimate food. It's it like really a is. boss type yeah. food. Like if, I don't know what level it's on. It's not the highest, but like you eat it and you're like, are we allowed to do this? Like you gotta like look around. Like, can we fucking do this? 
<laughs> oh boy. So other than eating poutine, uh, Zach, what have you been up to lately? Oh my God. Not a whole lot. Um, Holly's been out of town for a while. I'm just turning that mm-hmm. long weekend into a very long weekend. And, uh, <laughs> Yeah, she's just hanging with her family. So, like, they've been sending me pictures of, like, the fun they're having, and I'm, like, at home with the dog. Um, and uh, Don't her parents suck, though? So, they... I don't think they listen, so I think you're safe. I don't think that they, like, inherently suck. But I will say, like, her... So, I do need to, like, make sure her mom never speaks to my mom at any for any, <laughs> like, long amount of time. Um, just cause like her family are like weird Republicans, like not even like a little bit, not like classy Republicans, like the not rich kind. Uh, and you're like, well, why are you a Republican? You don't right. get any tax breaks. And you're like, mm. um, so like her mom's kind of a wackadoo, um, and her, uh, stepdad doesn't drink. So I don't ever know what to do with him because he <laughs> golfs and that's it. And one, I'm like, props to you for golfing and not drinking, but two, I don't golf, and so I don't know how to casually hang out with an adult and, like, not drink. Um, So I just try to, like, make myself scarce. Um, And then her her brother, he drinks a lot, and so him I understand. I understand (laughs) him very well. He he wanted to be a cop for a long time, and he looks like it. Like, he's got, like, a flat-top haircut even when he doesn't. Like, you just look at him, and you can, like, see a flat-top haircut, like, shining through. And, like, those trapezoid sunglasses. Um, so he just looks like a little cop. Uh, so it's fun hanging out with him. And when he cuts loose, you're like, I'm part of the crew. I'm angry. What you've, everything you said has made me angry. Yeah, they like me a lot, though, because I bought them dinner. Uh, That's good. When I was up there. Oh, I felt like such a baller. I, like, did the thing where I, like, went up to go to the bathroom and I told the hostess. I was like, I'm covering the whole bill. Here's my credit card. Like, just bring it at the end nice nice yeah 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 and then i came back and they were like oh what smooth <laughs> as hell and then i it was very smooth and it was more expensive than i wanted it to be i was like, <laughs> I was like in too deep you got to invest in that goodwill though it's really it's making an investment oh yeah i'm that, still running around those fumes yeah i did that shit by accident once at the great dane uh the whole frisbee team went out to the great dane and uh Oof. And I got handed the the thingy, and I was the first person. And usually, we just everyone puts a card in, and they, you know, instead of like figuring out who had what, they just split it evenly and yeah. whatever. And I put my card in it, and then they took it from me. And I was <laughs> like, well, I guess I'm really nice. <laughs> oh fuck! I've never paid for Becca's parents, and I don't think I ever will. Well, they're they're righty weirdos too. Yeah. Who don't like we'll, me, unlike we'll Zach. Have to bring, we'll have to bring back his parents. Uh, if my mom and uh, Holly's mom ever need to hang out, we'll just get them to hang out. Uh, sure. My mom is from Western PA. That's sort of near Cleveland. It is, yeah. Um, yeah, we'll just swap them out. Swap them out. My mom wouldn't know. Um, <laughs> she's gotten almost, like, radically uh, liberal in her retirement like she's soaking up that social security cash and like Uh now she wants to burn it all down and i'm like you know what mom good for you (laughs) so are you so like when becca leaves i'm not like a classic you know sitcom dad i'm like oh i can't feed myself like i'm fine with that but i do find myself just sitting around not knowing what to do uh yeah 
I feel uh, aimless. You, right. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm just like uh, I I'll watch Futurama for the 35th time. I guess. So I do feel like the like quarantine stuff has kind of amplified this because um, I used to be very social. Yeah. Um, but like with Holly not around, it's like my go-to person to hang out with is just gone. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, what the fuck am I gonna do with myself? I'm just sitting here yes. with the dog talking to him like a lot. <laughs> a lot. And I just like I don't know, am I cracking? Like is this what it's like? I'm like one <laughs> step away from like becoming best friends with a volleyball right now. Um but I uh it's funny that you mentioned that because I was thinking of like I haven't um made the uh, washing machine overflow and I haven't made the dog grilled cheese with an iron. So I think I'm doing okay. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm not completely falling apart at the seams, but all I ate yesterday was a uh, pizza hut stuffed crust pizza. I had half of it for lunch and half for dinner. Um, <laughs> so I can't pretend like I'm doing amazing. Like when you're like, I can feed myself. I was like, <laughs> totally. <laughs> I, can't do it. So I, I find I, that when, when I have the house to myself, I just uh, like go crazy with trying to catch up on stuff that we're perpetually behind on. Three Sex took uh, took the baby to Waukesha this weekend, and all I did all day was chores and work out. Like I would oh, work yeah. out, and then I would do chores, and then I would go back to working out, and then I would do more chores. And by the end of the day, I smelled like shit, but the house didn't. Nice. That's great. I, uh, You're a better man than I. I have t- tomorrow's my um, panic and do every chore I can possibly do day. Because mm. um, she comes home the day after that. So I'm going to like top to bottom clean everything until I get bored of doing that. And then I'm yeah. going to probably play video games and get stoned. And then I won't clean the rest of the place. But until I get bored, like that's what I'm all about. <laughs> it's good that you have set realistic expectations for yourself. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to do my best. Man, oh boy. Uh, well, I'm not sure that. I guess they're trying to do their best. The breweries in our next article, but I really don't know. Let's go to breweriesnpa.com. Why are breweries intentionally pouring glasses full of foam? So the first thing when you click on this is a very upsetting picture of what looks like just a mistake in a glass. It's just like all foam, with maybe a finger of of beer at the bottom. Apparently, this is a trend, though, called the milk pour. It's not just pouring your milk badly. It's a beer that's, like, meant to be poured like this. Apparently, the foam is denser, less full of air pockets, milkier. Um, It comes from a a Czech tradition. And, yeah, yeah, I I just don't know how to feel about it. It seems like a really good way to for the brewery to save money. Because they pour you two ounces of beer and charge you for a pint. (laughs) Yeah. So it's like all this special stuff. Like it's poured from a special faucet uh, that like not like a normal tap and fucking like there's some other whack ass shit. And apparently it's it's according to breweriesinpa.com. It's a real treat in the Czech Republic. But then again, so are Pilsners. Right. So like, you know. (laughs) And so like read, read the italics chicken. quote, Tyler. Please read the italics quote, like at the bottom of the article. Uh, uh, okay. Milk tubes are mlikos for chugging. While we were hanging out with twenty or so brewers after log jamming, filling twenty mlikos in traditional mugs, 
Mugs took a long time, and the foam was converting to liquid, so the milk tube was born. Fast, efficient, and oh-so-delightful. We prefer our plotomavi, but most side pour checks will do. What? 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 What, what did yeah. I read? Did I just have a stroke? <laughs> you, it's like you let a mummy's curse. <laughs> I don't know what you said. God, it says oh, it yes. Does say, okay, so it does say that uh, uh, this is about half the um, cost of a normal beer pour. Okay, that is an important detail. Still making a lot of money because there's not half a beer in there. Uh, yeah, that's true. What I love about this is the bottom of the article says the style is not widely found in Pennsylvania yet. Yeah. And I have not heard a more optimistic sentence than that. This is literally one of the dumbest things you've ever shown me on here. And <laughs> I've been on a lot of these and you show me many dumb things. Like sometimes I think you say dumb things just to show me. Um, this is very stupid and super, super up its own ass. Like I actively hate this. Sam, how do you feel about this? Because if I hate it for being up its own ass, like you must be livid right now. <laughs> I, I I think that if I saw someone else drinking that at a bar, like if I was at a bar where they served these and also real beers, I would not trust their real beers because I saw this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, so, this is the craziest thing. I would only ever drink this if I like went to the Czech Republic and went to like some fucking like village where they haven't been corrupted by the internet and some old grandpa ass dude was like hey we've been making licos here for 200 years <laughs> and i'd be like all right like i guess i'll try it but this just seems i can't trust that this is actually like a czech phenomenon and not just something that some crazy person made up like especially after reading what zach just made me read like that that was the statement of the mentally ill <laughs> <laughs> Like, this is the beer, like, you. so for people who can't see this, like, the beer that is in this picture is, imagine, like, you're at a, a party in college, and someone who's, like, you're, like, a junior and a freshman pours you a beer, and you look at it, and you just wind up to make fun of them for the next 10 minutes. Like, <laughs> this is your dream. Like, you're going to make fun of this kid for the next 10 minutes, and it's all going to be in good fun. Like, that's what's in this glass right in front of me. There is a centimeter of beer in, like, <laughs> a pint glass-sized glass. Uh, I guess, like, a highball glass. Um, it's crazy. Also, I don't trust anything from the Czech Republic because they couldn't make Czechoslovakia work because there were, like, two ethnic groups in it. They had two <laughs> ethnic groups, and they're like, we can't we can't reconcile our differences. Czechs and Slovaks are too different to get along. And it's like, you guys are literally the most similar people on Earth. There's no one more like you than that guy. They're like, way too different. Way too different. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. I do Fuck love I, I do love when people criticize the Middle East and, like, they just can't get along down there. Yeah, like, they can't get along anywhere. Are you kidding me? Like, Christians have been shooting each other over, like, which liturgy they use. You know, calm down. Dude, yeah, it's the best. I will say I feel like the Czech Republic has very attractive women in it. Um, so I will give them that. And I'll give them Prague for being just like a nice place to go. And I think that's kind of it. I feel like that's what they've got. And I would end up drinking one of these in like, you know, those scams in Europe where like beautiful women come up to talk to you and they're like, buy us a drink. And then they like, you buy them a drink. And they're like, we're going to buy you a bunch of drinks. And they get you liquored up and they don't pay for the tab. And then a big guy comes to beat you up and just like takes your credit card. That's probably I the wish. situation where you're going to end up drinking. <laughs> you're going to end up drinking one of these. 
in the Czech Republic is in one of those beautiful women scams, which is what those beautiful women don't realize is that getting beaten up by a huge guy is my fetish. Yeah, <laughs> they're playing right into my hands. You. <laughs> it sounds to me like we've entered Club Vondersex. Is that Eurotrip? Oh yeah, that was in uh, Bratislava, was it not? I don't know. I saw that Slovakia. movie. I saw that movie once, and I was like, "Here, boobies!" And then I never had to see it again. So, uh, my college roommate went to Bratislava during his study abroad, and he said it was legitimately his favorite city in Europe, like far and away. It was. He said it was incredible. It was like he's like there was beer there for seventy cents, oh, and yeah. they served it all day. And so he just like sat in a bar for like four a.m until like 3 p.m. And he's like, I, I just got tanked and I yeah. spent like $5 in uh, proxy Slavic. Yeah. So shout out Slovakia. That's how it was in Turkey. The beer was much cheaper. Like the bottled water was like a buck 50 and beer was, yeah, like 75 cents. But it wasn't good beer and I was in Turkey. So, you know, it was very up and down. What were you doing in Turkey? Were you just walking around being like, oh, I don't like that. I was just chilling, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I flew from Turkey to Germany and was followed by the German police, which is that a true sense. story. You look swarthy. You've got yeah. a swarthy complexion. <laughs> That's true. Um. All right. Well, can, uh, speaking, can I call? Yeah. Can I call one thing out about this article before uh-huh. we go away from it? Yes. Um. They when when they're first describing the milk pour, there's uh, a hyperlink <laughs> uh, to describe in more detail what a mleko is. But they misspell Mleko, and it's Milko. Uh, and so I thought when you had Tyler read that uh, the italicized quote, I thought that it was a typo there as opposed to a typo at the top. <laughs> but something about Milko and also the fact that it's the one that they decided to highlight in blue and put quotes <laughs> around and it's misspelled just makes me be like, wow, this is this is a very not good website. The Milko. <laughs> God, that's uh, like the most least intimidating boxing nickname. I, uh-oh, I sense the return of El Lechero. Dude, El Lechero would love the Milko. It's just that <laughs> Spider-Man playing its Spider-Man meme. Oh, <laughs> uh, That's pretty funny. I'll also <laughs> say that I think that a, a less intimidating boxer name might be Butterbean, an actual <laughs> boxer. That's true. But then you saw him, and it was both accurate, and he was still scary. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, dude, I feel like scary man. I feel like anybody who has like a whimsical name is a terrifying person. You know, like Tiny is going to rip your arms off. Mm-hmm. And true. that's just it's just a law of nature. Is a butter bean even a thing? Is yeah, it's a, a type thing? of yes. It's a it's like a it's basically a lima bean, I think. Yeah, they oh. suck. <laughs> they're not great as, com- as compared to other beans they're, they're kind of waxy yeah they would be low on my beans list what's your favorite bean refried i know that's not a real that's answer but it's still a... my answer probably just black yeah i like a black bean pinto is pretty good too though Pinto's pretty good too uh sorry you were gonna do a really good transition and then i wanted to yell the word milko as many times as I that's could. true well i was gonna say speaking of dark and hairy because sam called me swarthy what have you been up to sam I think uh, I think Zach called you Harry. He called me swarthy. No, yeah, he, he also called you swarthy. What? You're good, buddy. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, no, I haven't been up to that much, but I have a question for you, boys. 
Have children's toys gone too far? Uh, yes. That's my okay. position. All right. <laughs> Just digging yourself in. Like, <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, I think they haven't gone far enough. Let's hear your arguments and then my arguments. No, I, so the reason that I, I ask this is Space Friends. Grandparents got her a new toy. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, it's a bit much. But she does enjoy it, so it's fine. But, like, so she has a lot of, like, music toys. Like, you hit yeah. a button and it plays a song. Yeah. Basically just iterations on that. And those are good because she'll play the same song over and over again and it'll continue to amuse her. Uh-huh. It's not really a problem until she is playing with more than one of them at a time and it's immediately cacophonous. And to her, it's just twice as good because there's twice as many sounds. Right. Um, But her newest music toy is... um. It's like a turntable. So um, <laughs> there's a keyboard and a turntable built into it. It's a stand-up toy because she's pulling herself up now. So she pulls herself up. She hits the different buttons. And then, you know, the robot voice says, like, octopus. Um, hip, hip, jam. <laughs> Scrans, kid, baby. More than a DJ. Oh, but, right, I don't know what to do. <laughs> uh, but, but then... There's, like, also the, like, fake record built into it. And if you scratch on it, it makes record scratch noises. And also you can it'll, – it'll play you a whole song. And then there are, like, dials and knobs on it. And I was like, how fucking complicated is this toy? It has all these dials and knobs. Like, what happens when you do different configurations? Is it, like, upping the pitch and stuff? And then Emily talked to me like I was an idiot. She was like, no, it's just like when you do it, they like make a fun clicking sound. It's fun for the baby. And I was like, well, I mean, the tur- the like turntable element is electronic in nature and does stuff. Like, why wouldn't all of the things do stuff? Yeah. Um, so it sounds to me like they haven't gone too far enough. OK, that and that's your opinion. I think for like a a stage of humanity where I remember when my niece was was fresh uh, fresh oh. into the world, and oh. she would just stare at the uh, the fucking chandelier, and I was like, "Oh, what?" <laughs> and you're like, you know, I I don't know that they need uh, a combination of anything and anything else. Like, yeah. <laughs> I think a baby and a very young kid really can just like, you know, you gotta save that. You gotta combine two things a little yeah. later in the game because right now, yeah. like, they're still at the jingling the keys uh, or a chandelier phase right you now. You gotta hold something like, back. Yeah, if you give everything to him right at the beginning, like you keep, there's nowhere to go from there. You've already you're gonna have to. Yeah, you've already put hit a the cigarette pinnacle. in her mouth. Right. You know, <laughs> shooting, that, shooting that H, but making sure she doesn't inhale or whatever Boris said. <laughs> oh, I made that up. That's not really a thing he said. Um, yeah, I mean, like, what's been the most popular like human toy over the existence of humans? I have to imagine it's like some sort of simple doll. You know, we only had like. Stick. <clears throat> my hooping stick <laughs> or ball uh, in a cup maybe ball yeah. in a cup I, oh i love ball in a cup for seven and a <laughs> half minutes um <laughs> it's like frustrated yeah um but like because we've only had electronic toys for like the past 60 years no it's more than that now 80 years something like that electronic toys babies, though, less than that what? You think like in the 40s a baby had like a, an electronic toy? No, maybe not a baby. But there were like electronic toys. Like they had that weird ass like football game. 
Are you thinking of like the seventies? No. Doesn't matter. None of this did, matters. You're, are you talking about Tecmo Bowl? I might be talking about that. When did that come out? I'm Googling it. The 80s? I spelled it really wrong. 1987. Yeah. Oh, I'm definitely not talking about that. Like Pong. I feel like Atari in the 70s. No, I'm not like talking your... about no, I'm not talking about video games. I'm talking about like things with like electronic components. Like there was this fucking I mean, a it light bulb is a toy if you're simple enough. No, it was like a board, and you put – you were, like, arranged pieces on it, and then you turn it on, and, like, the board vibrated, and your pieces, like, moved towards also, each other. A light bulb is also food if you're simple enough. Um, <laughs> um, again, I think that game is, like, early 70s. I think – This thing you've described is really hard to Google. Well, uh, in any case, but, in any case, it's been – it's been – we can all say it's been less than 100 years. So toys – Toys for, like, millennia have been way less complex than that, and people have seemed to be okay, right? Oh, for sure. I, I think it's time to just, like, do one thing at a time, and then when that starts getting boring, bang, this is two things. Like, look at this. It's yeah. a doll, and his arms stretch, and he's strong. And you're like, wow. Stretch your arms strong. Holy shit. Maybe, maybe the perfect toy. Dude, and if you ever want to know what's in Stretch Armstrong, it's a fucking adhesive, basically, that will ruin your toy box. Uh, (laughs) Just so you know, it'll glue everything to the bottom of your toy box when it tries out. Have we lived the same life? Dude, I think we might have. I think we're kindred spirits. Um, Yeah, I, I do think kids' toys, I think whenever I'm buying stuff for my nieces and nephews... You have to clear noise level. Like, did they discuss with you before they got this musical toy? Did they run this by you guys at all? No, but they know that we're used to uh, our house being a hellscape when it comes to sound. No, but they know we're dead inside. (laughs) That's grandparent privilege. I I I don't have that runway that my mom has. I'm always like, hey. I'm going to get you this, but you can always take the batteries out if you don't That's want fair. it to make any noise. And my sister's like, it's fine. I don't care. It's like, you'll care. There'll be a night. <laughs> you care. And I just want you to know you don't need a tiny screwdriver to take the batteries out of this. You can just <laughs> pop them right out. Is it worse to get a child like an electronic noise making thing or like a harmonica? Ooh, you have to lose that harmonica. I feel like <laughs> getting a kid a harmonica is a horrible thing to do, unless they're like a, a, a prodigy. <laughs> So you think it'd be better to get, like, this stand-up record scratch device? If you can take the batteries out of it, I think it's better than sure. a device that is basically in the wrong hands, the world's most <laughs> annoying thing. <laughs> sure. The thing is, at this age, she doesn't understand her electronic toys well enough to know, like, what an on-off switch is. So if it gets annoying, you just turn it off, and she's like, oh, the toy doesn't work anymore, and goes on to something else. Whack. Uh, I, I did some Googling. The game is called, and now maybe maybe I should have jumped to this conclusion, Electric Football. There we go. Um, electric Football's ancestry can be traced back to 1929. Oh, yeah, baby. Uh, but I guess it wasn't actually ever released until 1947. Yes. That's much longer than I would have thought. But also yes. I'm like, what the fuck were you up to for 18 years? You had one job. That patent was being used in saddles they used to treat hysterical women. <laughs> I am so I'm so erect for my vindication right now. I gotta give it to you. You were dead on. I was wrong. Oh, I gotta God give it up. Damn it. Yeah. 
So she <laughs> Becca's looking at me because I'm never erect. So got to get off this call pretty soon. <laughs> it's uh, our one chance. <laughs> Speaking oh of things God. that are old is what I was going for. Uh, we're going to go to SmithsonianMag.com for our last article. Uh, remains of 9,000-year-old beer found in China. I don't know, though. I have to take immediate issue because I'm not sure this is really beer. It's certainly a fermented beverage. But uh, they were digging around in the Kiawato. That's probably wrong. Archaeological site. Um and they found a whole bunch of uh, long-necked uh, hoo pots. And they're like, man, everybody knows that long-necked hoo pots are used for storing booze. So they tested the microscopic remains they found in the pots and found um, evidence of, uh, you know, like rice and um, fungi and some unidentified tubers. Uh, and so they're like, oh, man, definitely some sort of fermented alcoholic beverage here. Um, it, it dates from a time, though, when people in this area were still mostly hunter-gatherers, and so uh, they 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 are guessing that this was like a burial drink, like not something that people drank regularly because it required like the time and effort to harvest and ferment this rice, which nomadic peoples can't do as well as settled folks. So I think it was like a, a burial libation. Um, I don't know what a burial libation is. Like, based on context, it sounds like... <laughs> Something you put with a dead guy in a yeah. tomb? Okay. Yeah, it's just something like, you know, over a bunch of cultures, you find, like, things left with dead bodies. Um, and so, like, oftentimes you'll find, like, food and drink and tools because the idea across many cultures is, like, they'll take it into the next life or whatever. So I'm sure you guys are both uh, as reasonable as I am, and you've determined that when dead – if possible, you'll donate your body to science, and if not, you'll get cremated because, uh, come on, what do you, what do you, what do you need a burial plot for? You're dead as shit. Yeah. But if you were going to get buried, and you knew that some architects in 500 years were going to dig you up and poke around, what would you want to be buried with that would just fuck with them? A moth. <laughs> a moth <laughs> extreme. <laughs> Like apparently they used to ritually twist it and pull it. <laughs> That's pretty I mean, I ritually twist it when she'll let me. <laughs> hey. That's a pretty good one. My first thought is just like, you know, like a really ridiculous dildo, you know? And they're like, oh, they clearly had a phallic cult. Phallic <laughs> cult. Just like the Dude, they wang- found old old dildos like there's dildos older than this beer that we're talking about that they've got in museums like they just like smoothed out stones yeah yes sometimes they're antlers or like bones yeah Uh, what's really funny though is that a bunch of them do have like carved heads on them which is the part that i love so the first person was like what is this maybe some sort of ritual uh device i got to dick it's a fucking dick. <laughs> no, I'm just thinking like head. I'm just thinking like nine thousand years ago. Somebody's like, yeah, this rock will get me off, but I'd really love it if it looked like it had a glands on the top. You know, that would really do it for me. <laughs> There's no way that that provides additional pleasure. The extra like ridge there, right? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Realism. It's just that realism. It's like how um, some people like video games where you have to do boring stuff too, and it's just <laughs> realism for the immersion. Tyler told me once that. Uh, when he was big into WoW, 
he would sometimes clock in for a shift of yeah. like six hours of leather working because he needed more in-game currency. That's why I stopped playing because I was like going to work like leather working and like selling my stuff on the market and like paying like market fees. And I was like, fuck, like I have a job. I, I just got to go outside and I deactivated my account and stopped playing. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, you just realized that you were just doing life stuff in there. You, yeah. There was no escapism. You were just doing right. a job. Yeah. Because I, I was like, shit, I got to level up my leather working. So I'd make like a thousand like leather curuses and like sell them on the marketplace. But there are like market fees that I then had to pay. And I was like, fuck, I can't keep track of all this. I'm just going to go play with my stick and hoop. Dude, yeah, no, exactly. You got to get out there and get to what's real. The stick yeah. and the hoop. Um, right. I will say... Um, Props to uh, these folks with their hoop pots because these are pretty dope. For being from 7,000 BC, these look really good. Um, like, I would put this up against almost any civilization cracking around 7,000 BC. You see, like, proto-Egyptian, their shit's way worse than this. Um, props to China for getting it together um, real early with their nice pots. Uh that's real. I saw the grossest thing in any archaeology class I've ever seen in a Chinese archaeology class that I took. Um, and that was, I want to say it was the Jia civilization, but it might have been the Zhou um, or Zhao. They had a lot of similar names. But in southern China, um, there were um, there was like a, like a little separate little civilization and they uh, you know, buried people, and the the area floods a lot. So they found this mummy uh, from in southern China that was legitimately like the the tomb got immediately flooded with um, like anaerobic water. Yeah, and so it preserved the body super well, but it was also sitting in water. So like this lady was so well preserved, her joints moved. Oh no! What? And I want to say it was like two to three thousand years old when they found it. So like well past this, but like like still bendy and moist. And they did I saw a video where they did an autopsy on the body in like the 70s. It was fucking disgusting. Like it was legitimately one of the things where I was like, you know what? I don't think this is what I want to do. <laughs> it was absolutely repulsive. They literally were like, oh, for her last meal, she ate like melons based on these <laughs> seeds that we found in her stomach. And she had a heart attack because you can physically see the blocked artery. And like it was it was incredible. Like it was really incredible to be able to like so much of archaeology is like, oh, if only we had been here slightly earlier. And like this was like the fucking like uh holy grail for like Chinese archaeologists. Like That's this crazy. body is like so well preserved. Disgusting. Literally <laughs> literally disgusting. Um I'm gonna see if I can find a picture and uh, send it to you. That's whack. It was Lady something, and I forget what the name of the mummy was. I always like looking at like the bog men, and they like, still have hair and tattoos and shit. Lady Die, that's the one. At, at what point does it stop being grave robbing and start being archaeology? That is one of the fundamental questions of the field, Samuel. I think if the civilization is still around and can complain about it, like. Ancient that has never that has never stopped us with Native American burial sites. For sure. But like I will say that like, the Mississippian culture, like I don't think to that extent like exists. Yeah. yeah like, that's true. But like if you were to go into like um like I don't know, that's actually a good point because there's like colonial archaeology, which I thought was the world's most boring archaeology. It's like we can study anything and you're gonna pick the fucking pilgrims. 
You want to yeah. dig around in like the kitchen of an old colonial estate to see what their garbage pile looked like? Like, fuck no. I want to go to oh. a cool civilization. And it's like all all we've been able to glean about the pilgrims is that they did not like fucking. <laughs> they hated they, but we're still here, so they liked fucking at least a little bit. Like we're, we're all were they, they were willing to tolerate fucking. <laughs> okay, yeah. So the mummy is from 168 BC, um, and was found in 1972. And I'm gonna pop it in the chat. And there is a picture in this Wikipedia article of the mummy on the table. And I just just know that. It looks like a lady who's been sitting in water for 2,000 years, so she just breaks. And now, opening this, what's in it for me? Just, you know... The uh, erection you're going to get, Sam. <laughs> gross. Yeah, the world's hardest. I would say this is a level 10 uh, difficult-to-masturbate-to picture, not the one that's come up directly. Oh, no! Shit. That is... Wow. Really tough to look at. I saw a video of the full autopsy of this body. That is an actual Resident Evil villain. How crazy is that? It's it's funny because the artistic reconstruction is like a normal ass person, and then this corpse looks like something that has chased me in my nightmares. You know what I bet it was is uh, being dead for two thousand years. Yeah, and also one of them is just like a a, a mannequin they made up. Yeah. Yeah. Well. I rate that corpse a zero out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we rate some beers? Hell yeah. All right. Yeah, it'd be easier to masturbate to this beer that I've had than, than that uh, that lady. Sorry, Shin Sui. Dang. Well, Zach, want to rate that beer? Yeah. Um. So I had um, Immortal Soul. By Eagle Park Brewing Company. Immortal Soul. That's what a weird segue from the last thing we talked about. Yeah, it's got a funky little Ouroboros on the mm-hmm. uh, on the front of it. Art's good. I think so. This beer was nice. If you're look, if you see Imperial IPA and you're like, fuck yeah, I can't wait to have that. It's gonna be so hoppy. This is much more like pine and citrus than like grass, like field grass. I feel like like. So I think just know what you're getting into. Um, I feel like I would rate this really low and yell about how I hate being lied to. Yeah. So if they had said this was an imperial, like, juicy IPA, I think they'd be bang on with what flavor they've created. But it doesn't seem like they're intentional. It's really not bitter at all. So I don't know why it thinks it's an imperial West Coast IPA. But the actual, like, drinking of it itself is, is quite nice. So... I don't know. They're going to get points docked for failing. They failed. They like shot for the moon and fell among the stars. Like they did not do what they were intending to do, but I like what they, what they've done. I'm going to give this like a 7.6. I think if this had been, if they had said this is an Imperial hazy IPA, I would have given this like a nine. Like this was a very nice experience. All right. Uh, I had, Cigar City Brewing's Good Gourd Imperial Pumpkin Ale, 8.8% ABV. This didn't taste that pumpkin-y to me. Um, more more like fall spices necess- than pumpkin necessarily. There was a little bit of booze at the end. I don't know. It it wasn't bad, but it didn't really do anything for me at the same time. So I'll give it, I don't know. I'm going to give it a 5.6. And recommend this to somebody who wants to get drunk at Thanksgiving. Hell yeah, which is everyone. 
<laughs> right, yes, correct. <clears throat> Sam? Yeah, I had Untitled Art, Double, Chocolate, Fudgy, Brownie, Stout. It did exactly what it wanted to do, and it exceeded my expectations. I, I, I'm i going to give this a 9.4. Nice. Um, it it was very very tasty and um anyone who likes a a, a dessert uh beer this is a great one all right i'll have to keep an eye out for that uh do you know what you're drinking next week uh i should probably have something disappointing right i think <laughs> i have i think i have like a normal ass ipa from Diebolt. maybe i'll just have that great uh zach thank you as always for being on oh so fun thanks for having me absolutely um Listener, if you want to tell us about the, the worst mummy you've ever seen, you can email us at brucedaytuesdaypodcast.gmail.com. You can tweet at us at brucedaytuesday. You can comment on links at brucedaytuesday.com. We'll see you everybody next episode. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Here comes the beer. Catch all your tears. Drink the remedy. Forget about your problems. Here comes the shot. Lose all your thoughts. Drink the remedy. Forget about your problems. This one's on me. Fix you for free. Drink the remedy, forget about everything. This one's on me. Got what you need. And take your medicine. You feel better. It's gotta be Scorpion King, right? That's the worst mummy. Yeah. No, mummy three. Mummy three is way worse.